0: Welcome to the Mind Safe Podcast. I am Rashida Jalab, your podcast host and a mental health activist. This is your safe space. We will be talking all about mental health and personal development. Today I'm excited. I have another guest, and my guest is Dr. Maya Al-Hawari. Dr. Maya Al-Hawari. She's my guest from all the from UAE. She's the first Emirati Arab PhD scholar to research emotional intelligence and its effect on leadership in the MENA region. She's also author of the book, Estrada Testit Visum COVID. It's already published and available. And she's a TEDx speaker and a chairperson of the Board of Governance
1: at Dubai Carmel School. Dr. Maya, hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah, it's a pleasure i I feel honored and I feel humbled that um you know and i'm also i feel blessed that we're discussing and talking and connecting all the way from uh, the United Arab Emirates to africa amazing
0: yeah yeah indeed oh, well the world is now becoming a small village
1: desire uh, it's our it's our country and uh, we are very proud of you all so i hope you guys are doing well and safe and and uh, may god uh, keep you all safe and healthy
0: yeah thank you that is very nice of you and likewise for you know um all the emirati nation um i just hope that you are keeping safe and uh, you always have been a source of inspiration for her the whole the Arab world and mm-hmm. as well the rest of the world as well
1: thank you so much alhamdulillah we are all brought to this earth for reasons that we don't know of until we actually start working on earth and I hope that uh, today's message will be partly about that inshallah inshallah yes yes so dr. Maya my,
0: my first question uh, for you is um why emotional intelligence is important in leadership because in the recent years we have been hearing people talking about emotional intelligence and what is it and and so on and could you help us understand a little bit more about this topic why emotional intelligence is important in leadership
1: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Salam, ala ashraf al-mursaleen Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, it's so important. Um, I'd like to start by saying a story. I think that will, will really bring things into perspective for people out there. And mm-hmm. story. this story is a personal story. It's a personal struggle. It's about myself. And it was because of this story that I've become the person I am today. And it is because of this story that I'm able to understand what emotional intelligence is and what actually made me study in my Ph.D. program and concentrate basically on, uh, di- on well-being and emotional intelligence specifically. So the story goes that about in 2013, I come from a background of principal, uh, for, uh, principal and vice-principal in, in private schools here in Dubai. And I've led British curriculum schools, American curriculum schools, and I've finished about 10 years of leading in education. And it was right after those 10 years that I, I just had a change, to, a change of heart. And at the end of the 10 years, in that summer, I resigned from my job as a principal. And I found out that it was not my calling. I just, I wasn't happy in the job that I did. I wasn't uh, enjoying it. It wasn't something that I craved to go in the morning and I longed to to be part of and longed to, I didn't even know what fingerprint means, like to actually put a mark uh, in people's lives. I, I did give with love, but I didn't understand what that meant. At that same, uh-huh. same summer that I resigned, uh, a friend of mine, her daughter died, and she was about 17 years old. And to me, that was the shock of my life, and I decided that I'm like, I I started thinking, like, this can't be true. It's like it was the first time I ever heard of death. In fact, two weeks before that, uh, an older man, uh, may rest their souls, died. But I imagine that, you know, being old is natural to die, and normal. But somebody young—it was abnormal. Although death is death, it knows no age. And it was right there where I decided—not decided, but I decided to go on this journey. But it was subconscious; I wasn't aware that I was on a journey. And I went through a roller coaster of emotions, and I went through depression for five years—five long years of serious, hardcore depression. In those five years, I, I, it was so bad that I thought of, you know, losing myself and hurting myself. And I'm, I was, I, I'm, a, I'm a mother, and I was married at the time. I'm not today, but I was married at the time, and I have three beautiful children. They were eight, six, and four. And my youngest is of special needs. So I remember when I thought of my life, I thought, of, no, I can't waste it. Who am I going to throw this child on? She needs a mother. And I hung in there. And it was interesting because it was during those, when one is depressed, they're quiet, they're alone, they're in their own zone. I never stopped praying, never stopped al-Baqarah, surat al-Baqarah, Quran, you know, uh, tasbih, salat. I did all of that. But that didn't seem to help. When you're stuck in your own zone, you're just stuck. You feel like you're stuck in a circle, or a room that looks like your head. And it is only your thoughts, and you rarely allow thoughts in from outside. Uh, until I remember, Wi-Fi was my savior. If I was, if I had been depressed at a time where there was no Wi-Fi and there was no YouTube, I don't think I would be alive today. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is such so kind. Uh, we are blessed to be under His. Uh, Guidance and we are blessed to be his children. And everything happens for a reason, and everything happens at the right time for the right people. Nothing is meant to be of luck. So I stopped using good luck and bad luck anymore. I don't. Everything is meant to be the way it is. And there are no coincidences in life. Everything is just meant to be there at that moment with that person at that stage in your life to, to push you somewhere. And I really, I really believe that my, my depression was meant to be because it was because of my depression that I found out that I'm a curious soul, but I'm not curious in people's business. I was all okay living alone in my head. But YouTube, I wanted to find out. I'm curious academically. I wanted to find out what's wrong with me. Remember here, the ego is very high. In our Arab world, we refuse to go to psychiatrists. We refuse to go to therapy. We refuse to take medication because we're not crazy. We think we're not crazy. We believe that's how we were taught. Whoever thought that depression, that didn't mean, didn't mean it was you're crazy. No. Depression is just like having a heart disease or having a headache or having cholesterol or diabetes. But it's a different type of uh, situation. It's in the head. It's with your soul and your, your, your spirit. So it's just a different type of, of, of I don't want to say disease, but sickness. And it was because of YouTube. Subhanallah, I started researching. What's wrong with me? I didn't want to go to a doctor. I'm not crazy. So I started researching it. And I kept understanding how to get out of depression. I did science. I did religion. I, did, I looked at other religions. I looked at uh, academics until I stumbled upon a notion called emotional intelligence and it was by an author by the name Daniel Goleman and his book was first published emotional intelligence in 1995 yet when I read the book and listened to so many talks by Daniel Goleman I actually found out that most religions monotheistic religions specifically Speak of emotional intelligence. In fact, it is the essence, every religion, the essence of that religion is emotional intelligence. Humans, humanity, having tolerance, having love, having kindness, understanding why we're on this earth. From understanding our purpose, we're able to give to others. So it was an interesting notion and I will talk about the definition exactly after after I just finished, just a few minutes. And then it was like a spark in my life. And I started applying emotional intelligence on on me personally. The sadness went away. The depression went away. That, I tell you, with practice and and your my own therapy and my own you know, research, it was like a journey, right? It was like getting a degree. I was able to let the sadness away. But I was left with fear, fear of uncertainty times, fear of, of, uh, of, uh, of the future, fear of, you know, how do you be, how are you expecting, how should you expect only good when there's a lot of sadness around you? So I was left with that. I was very obsessed with, with fear. And it was then that I decided and I got to know that no, I need to, because my emotional intelligence is better. I was able to realize that I needed medication and I went through medication and alhamdulillah I went through two years and a half and I've been three years medication free. As you're taking your medication, you need to learn how to maharat al-tashafi with taafi You need to learn the skills that will carry you on during your day so that when your your pill is out, you're depending on that skill that you've been training for months or years and once i passed five years subhanallah and my my husband at the time he told me maya why don't you do your phd you're good at this you're good at teaching i used to teach at the university as well he said why don't you do something and i when i applied for my phd i applied that i wanted to help others realize their emotional intelligence and how it affects leading themselves and leading others around them. I realized when I was ill and depressed, nobody helped me. I was shy to even open my mouth, because people would really judge me. So when I decided to choose this topic, I knew because there were a lot of people suffering just like me, and that people don't open up and they don't speak up. And after I started my PhD program by a year, I was, um, a program in Sharjah TV was aired and I was the guest and I found out that I was the first PhD scholar to research emotional intelligence and its effect on leadership. At the time it was only in the UAE and as I progressed in my PhD I realized that I'm the first in the MENA region. It, w- it was a, a beautiful journey. and it was because of that time of sadness that i was able to realize who i am today so that's really how i stumbled on emotional intelligence
0: wow what a story and um, dr maya you're you're a brave lady and i support <laughs> and salute your bravery your courage you did not only managed to overcome your depression but also you are helping to fight in this you know removing this stigma that is attached to mental health conditions and issues that unfortunately in certain um, parts of the world um, it's still people are afraid ashamed and embarrassed although we witnessed that recently there is this change because of people like you. Uh, but in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's still we are still not there. We still need to do more work to just make sure. mental health normal. And mashallah, just, you know, um, listening to your story gave me these goosebumps. And I just want to hug you. And I'm sending you a really a warm hug Thanks. to, Thanks. you know... Because as humans, when we think about the sufferance that another person um, went through and they overcome it, but also they change this sufferance and sadness into positivity and they created something and they give back to their communities and they help other people. And that's the core of leadership.
1: So true. Very well said. Thank you so much, Rashida. I really, really appreciate it. And remember, yeah. I mean, Subhanallah, we are all put on this earth. Like, you know, cows, they know what their job is. They produce milk and meat. Chickens, they know what their job is. They produce eggs and also meat. The sun knows what to do and knows what time to sunrise and what time to sunset. The moon knows exactly the same trees know what to do yet all of them don't have the one virtue that we have and that is awareness the freedom of choice and the ability to make decisions none of these creatures have that we are the only ones that do so we actually have a bonus yet there are some people still out there lost And that's not their fault. It's just the level of awareness around this topic is not there yet, as you said. It's not there yet. The more and the quicker you know your purpose on this earth, your job, basically, like the cow, like the chicken, like the sun, the less the misery, the less the pain. You'll you'll still have pain, but you'll get it. You'll understand why. That's that's the point. Is there's no this is not heaven. This is a place where we're gonna be pain in pain. And as they say, no pain, no gain. You know, plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. So let's true. let's go ahead into what emotional intelligence is. Um just so that we people are I'm sure people are enticed now, they want to know what it is. So emotional yeah. intelligence is five things. It's five things. Number one. Ask the question, who am I? Who am I? How do you know, how do you define who you are? You define it by asking yourselves, yourself the, 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 positive, the positives. What are some of the positives that you have? List them. Write them down. Look at them. Also, what are some of the negatives? I don't like to call them negatives. I like to call them room for improvement. So... List those positives and list those things that you really want to change in yourself. Usually, people don't have the time. They're always rushing. And when they have, and if they have the time, they don't look at the room for improvement bit. They look at the good things. They don't look at the room for improvement bit or negatives because they always want to seem perfect. They always want to, they don't want to confront their weakness. Because once you confront that weakness, you're coming out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone thinks that you're perfect. So once you're stepping out of that zone, then you're thinking, oh, oh I don't like it. I feel weak. I feel hurt. This is too much. I can't control. So you backtrack and you go back to where you're really comfortable. A lot of people come to me and say, you know, how do you fix this? How do you, like therapy, like one-on-one, not therapy, but consultations. And I give them my advice. I'll meet them after a month. And they'll say, well, you know, we didn't have time. Uh, You know, a lot of things happened after we met. And so basically people are not, did you work anything on yourself? No, people are not keen on working and investing in themselves. So number one, Emotional intelligence, you want to reach that emotional intelligence. Number one, you need to ask yourself, who am I? Number two, once you know who you are, positives, negatives, then you, number two, you control them. Positives, how are you going to control the positives? You you don't control the positives. In fact, you boost it. You work better on them. The things that you're amazing at, you should be superstarring it. But then the things that you really need to fix, it's about time to start getting rolling. So basically, if, you're, if you have a temper or if you have anger management issues or if you're, you're the fearful type, you're always scared, you're always startled, these are issues that you need to work on. These are issues that need to be addressed, that need, need to be addressed, and need to be fixed face-to-face, and those obviously have their own sessions. So that's number two. Number three, when you work on yourself, one and two, number three is about getting yourself motivated to work every day. So basically number three is more like ask yourself, am I motivated? Because I try to fix, you know, I try to add, I try to improve, I try to look at my weaknesses and think, I need to fix this. I've been working on it. So naturally, when you work on your pluses and you fix your minuses, naturally, after a while, you get better. You get better self-confidence. So then what happens? Number three, you're motivated to go to work. So ask yourself, am I motivated? So that's number three. Number four and five. Is about giving back to others. So once you take care of yourself first, always take care of yourself first, then you take care of others. So number four and five, how do you understand society is number four. And number five, how do you handle society? How do you understand uh, your sisters, your cousins, your, your leader, your teammates how do you understand them they're all very different some people are have different obviously we all have different habits we all have different thinking processes we all have different um uh, and we come from different environments we're not to blame but you need to understand that a rich person let's say i'll give you a very simple example dealing with a rich person is very different than dealing with somebody that, is, that, is, that was less fortunate. When you're talking to a rich guy, you are talking, you will not ask him questions like, Do you have a car? Oh, duh, obviously I have a car. I actually have a, Lam- a Lambo, Lamborghini, okay? But then when you ask somebody that's less fortunate, you're not gonna ask them, uh, th- No, actually asking them, what, Do you have a car? is a valid question. Because some people don't, so understanding society is a is a key key role in this in emotional intelligence, and finally, when I understand society, I'm able to handle them, to manage them. So when I know that this guy is rich and he has a certain way of lifestyle, he needs to be pampered in some way, but the less fortunate, for example, have other ways to handle are able to be happier with with simpler things being i'm just keep trying to give you like very very raw ideas on how to to deal with others it's always easier to explain uh through money money people people are drawn to money unfortunately more than anything else so um that's basically emotionally intelligence five things so basically who am i yeah. how do i handle so basically self-awareness and then self-control number three self-motivation number four social awareness and number five social control
0: yeah thank you that was a brilliant explanation and uh, Um, I can only agree with you uh, from where I'm standing, sometimes when we work with people after one month or two months you just don't see people taking uh, the necessary steps uh, to improve themselves and and to just work on their self-awareness. I don't know if it's a mental resistance or just, you know, we do not like anymore. Um, let's say how to put efforts we do not know because mm-hmm. there is this gratification we live you know where everything is let's say being given to us with the internet and, and so on so we prefer let's say some shortcuts some yeah. short roads
1: yeah.
0: yeah thank you so um, this will lead me to the next question now yeah. that we saw what are the components of emotional intelligence and why it is important in leadership. Now, could you explain to us how can leading with empathy helps creating this psychological safe safe environment?
1: Um, so it's empathy, the idea of empathy is making others feel safe around you it's so easy to fall into the trap of being led by your ego and using your ego to order others order I use the word order order others around especially if you are in a leadership role so It's so important to have that level of empathy which is basically when I'm looking at myself, self-awareness in emotional intelligence 101 self-awareness will ask you how empathetic are you? How much of empathy do you have towards others? So that is something so important. The higher the empathy the level of empathy in you the more the the safer the safer the employee or the person around you will feel and remember fear is the most the number one most used emotion on the face of this earth why fear comes from the idea no safety i'm always threatened by anything so imagine That when you use your empathy skills to make others safe, feel safe around you, that you're not out there to get them, you're not out there to hurt them, you're not out there to be jealous of them and judge them. In fact, you are there for them. they They can make mistakes as long as they are guided and then not repeated. Here is where this is exactly what empathy and how empathy is important and used in leading others.
0: Yeah, thank you for the explanation, and um, I just hope and, and look for the future with let's say with a positive eye really? um, because now organizations need and leaders yeah yep, need to lead. Uh, with empathy and need to lead with love more than ever especially now after the pandemic and um, there is this huge change drastic change uh, in the way that let's say I think we were heading towards a new corporate or new types of organizations and um, I'm one of the people that I look into the future with a positive lens as I said I just wish leaders will take in this approach and lead with empathy, lead from the heart, lead with love, instead of leading with, you know, fear as you said. Yes, Thank you, Dr. Maya. It's just that I enjoyed so much this uh, conversation. And thank you for your time. I'm really honored to have you. Thank you Here with us in the Mindsafe podcast today.
1: Thank you. It's such a pleasure, Wallah. Thank you again for this opportunity. And I wish you all the best. And I wish you all... I don't believe in luck anymore, but I wish you all the best. That you will bring along, inshallah, with hard work and belief in the Lord. Inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Thank you so much. And uh, if you wish to... um, say anything to the audience or just to close this episode with your nice words
1: thank you so much well we'll, well, we'll end by saying that mental health today is so important because of where and how life has turned up we are focusing more on artificial intelligence and robotics are going to take over in the sense not everything there are there are occupations and jobs that will not be replaced and cannot be replaced by by technology however, however, um, it is important to understand that social and emotional skills are going to be key for the next from for the next ten years until twenty thirty In fact, there's a McKinsey report that says that Emotional skills and social skills will be needed up to 34% more than cognitive skills. Cognitive skills means analytical skills, read and write, uh, calculating skills, all that. All those skills, cognitive skills, can be done by computers. So what is going to be needed is the social and emotional skills. And for that importance, for that, you need proper mental health. So please, please, please love yourself. Love one another. Take care of your mental health. Even if you have to go to the doctor, it's okay. It's okay. Completely. Trust me, I know. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you for these beautiful messages. And from me to the audience, take care of your body, mind, and soul.